0: me on the podcast sharing
1: a song with something to say about it with thinly and diagra moon this in my opinion
2: something I forgot last week actually we're recording now right is this are we just into yeah. the podcast we're gone. Okay. so uh, we talked about MacArthur Park Uh, Because I I pulled this this Dave Barry's Book of Bad Songs. There's a survey in there. It's like mostly boomer audience. And there were like four or five songs we went through. Some of them were totally batshit. Um, there's a song called MacArthur Park. I don't know if you've heard it before, Tom, where it's like seven and a half minutes. This guy is like crying about a uh, cake that he's not going to be able to make again. We- Weird Al does a version of MacArthur Park that's called Jurassic Park. And and <laughs> and the, and the very, I, and I totally forgot to bring it up last time. The chorus is like, someone shut the fence off in the rain. It's just really, really funny. Um, and he does the whole thing. And it's all about dinosaurs and uh it's, it's worth a listen for anyone out there who, who likes MacArthur Park and also Weird Al.
3: Yeah. I wish I liked Weird Al more, but that, that was a fun episode.
2: Uh, yeah. I think you could get into his zaniness. I feel like that's in your wheelhouse.
3: Yeah. 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 Uh, but that, of course, was uh, an episode with Amy Lindberger, wife of today's uh, returning champion. On for his, his fourth or fifth go around here. We got Tom Rainey in the house.
2: Hey,
4: what's up, y'all? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Did you
2: call him the champion because he had the wrestling episode? I'll retcon it to, yes, absolutely. Yes, okay, yeah.
4: I like to call myself a champion as a way to like motivate myself day to day. So I'll take it in any way I can get it. So thank you. I am a champion. That's how he introduced himself to me the first time we met. <laughs> hey, Matt, uh, uh, champion Tom Rainey I'm the
2: champion of friendship. <laughs> he is the, he's kind of like the champion of friendship, yeah.
4: Matt and I met for the first time ever at I won't say their names, but these two people who are awful and it was their birthday <laughs> and it was at a hibachi restaurant and That's right. we were the only of the group of people there, we were definitely the outsiders and we very much bonded over not being awful. Just our mutual disdain for the people just whose birthdays it the was. The ex-
2: whole experience. We weren't like getting shrimp flipped into our mouths, but like it was that kind of place. <laughs> And we were like kind of on the outskirts. We were we were out outcasts, but not by choice. If we, if we had been no, no. sitting any further from the party, we would have been in the parking lot. But yeah, that's how we met. Yeah, we
4: were we were so far from the group, we were almost off the table that had a hibachi grill in front of it. We were like so like kitty cornered off to the side. But that's where our friendship began, and that's where uh, it has
2: remained ever since. the corners of a hibachi grill.
4: Uh, so we're so happy to
2: have Tom back here today and because there was uh, – where is he, Thomas? Where Where is he back today? What show is this? This
3: is losing my opinion. Okay. I am lasagna-baking indie artist Niagara Moon, Ooh. a.k.a. Thomas Irwin.
2: I'm lasagna-eating indie mm-hmm. artist Tin Lear, a.k.a. Matt Longo. And I guess – I don't know what Tom does with lasagna, but – We've introduced them already. We, so. we
4: can't get into that on this, on this show.
2: It's irrelevant. It's neither here nor there. Yeah,
4: we got time. Uh, we
2: like to, I was going to do your part. I was going to say we like to surprise each other on this show, give each other we do. different hot takes. Uh, I don't know what you, the rest of your spiel
4: is, but I think I got the gist of it.
2: You did wonderfully.
4: Thank you. That was a beautiful elevator pitch of a, of a show if I've ever heard one.
2: Uh, you can leave us a rating. No, on, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. save that
3: for later, buddy boy. <laughs> oh,
2: that's the last one? Oh, all right. <laughs> Don't
3: shoot your shot too soon. Uh, yeah, we're going to come in here today and show each other some songs, but the topic of conversation that we're bringing in, the, the theme, the, the thesis we want to argue about, that's kept secret until showtime, of course. And uh, Tom is, is here today, definitely as a guest, but he's, he's just hanging out. It's still going to be uh, you and I, Matt, uh, doing segments today. Am I correct?
2: That's right. That's right. I wanted to bring Tom back because I felt like there were a couple songs I really wanted to get his take on. I feel like he's going to add a lot to this. I, so as a continuation of last week's discussion, so listeners, if you have not listened to last week's episode, definitely tune into that one because there's a connection here. Uh, we talked a lot about crazy songs from the 60s. I wouldn't even say it was quote unquote bad songs. I mean, some of them we definitely did not like. But I think for most the most them, part, it was yeah. most of them we didn't like. But I think for the most part, it was just like real eye-opening how how insane some of the music was. Like Muskrat Love, that's a crazy song. Yeah, that one was gross. It's literally a song about muskrats like hooking up, getting it on, <laughs> and it's, it was a huge hit. And it was by Captain and Tenille in the days where you could put a sailor hat on and call yourself Captain, and that was enough of like a social media gimmick to get you through. Yeah, to make things work for you.
4: Now, wait, let me ask you this. <laughs> Were you talking about animals hooking up and you're like, you know who'd be a great guest for our next show? Tom Rainey. <laughs> Maybe a little.
2: I, I think th- t- today is a little we more going to <laughs> We're going to a it in a darker direction today. Because there, there were some songs from that book that kind of a little bit of and that little of a little bit of a little of of made me feel uncomfortable. I wasn't quite sure why when I was younger I would listen to them and be like something not quite right about this tune. Now that I'm older I can revisit some of these songs from that same time period like late 60s early 70s and say like something deeply unsettling is happening here. So what we could title today's podcast is Songs of the 60s that are deeply troubling but don't aim to be, Mm. right? It's like, I'm not Mm. talking about like some Scott Walker tune where he's like, I wanna make you uncomfortable. That is not this. They're trying to write pop hits and yet there's something insidious and potentially evil in some of the songs that we're about to listen to. Are you prepared for this? Did you just
3: discover Charles Manson didn't just uh, write music?
2: (laughs) No, it's it's more more, um, uh, Wolf in Sheep's clothing than that even. Like this is
4: not like- These are
3: predatory pop songs?
4: There's a, a, definitely a core element of that to some of these. And um, my my impression is that it's it's going to be songs where even the artist may not be aware that they're doing something sinister or upsetting in any in any fashion. They might be now,
2: but they mm-hmm. definitely were not at the time.
4: I feel like it reminds me of I've, Matt. I feel like we've gone down those like YouTube rabbit holes of like seeing a dude eat like old military rations from like 1952. And it's like, it's just presented as such in the video. And then midway through the video, he talks about how he hasn't seen his kids in six years. And you're like, Ooh, this really (laughs) took a turn from what I thought I was going to be watching. Sure. Yeah. This is going to be a bit like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, This is exactly what I would compare it to. Are you ready? So I want the two of you, I'm not going to participate. I'm just going to, I'm a humble presenter here. I don't want to get in the middle of this. Uh, I want you to rank them in order of how disturbing they are. Okay. Uh, in terms of how you, the word disturbing, how you want to break that apart is up to you. We can say sure. disturbing is problematic. Okay. We can say it's distasteful, disgusting. It's it's really, it's the ball is mm. in your court, how you want to judge that. And we got we to gotta put them in some kind of order because these were the ones that were really the cream of the crop from that era of like weirdness.
3: Yeah. What are your
2: thoughts, Thomas?
3: Yeah. Late 60s, early 70s, was an experimental time in pop music you could certainly say i feel like people tried out things that still charted but like muskrat love being a prime example like people were ready to get weird on the charts back then so i'm not surprised that uh, you got a yeah. nice healthy batch of did all these songs like do well like these these were on the radio these are these are all
2: hits they are all hits i made sure to choose all hits i made sure to choose songs where it was very clear that the writers of the song did not think there was a problem with what they were presenting i'd be surprised if, if neither you heard the first song it's like pretty it's pretty popular let's open with that one all right i'm excited let's open with a, a, a chief offender here when it comes to these types of songs we're gonna see him again he pops up a bunch <laughs> the guy's name is gary puckett this dude is a problem uh for starters i kept thinking kirby puckett and that is not him that's a baseball
4: player uh, so, <laughs> oh, I think that's who I was just thinking of, too. <laughs> I believe
2: it's on the Minnesota Twins. Different, different guy. This guy doesn't hit dingers. He writes. <laughs> he doesn't even write the songs. He, he sings the songs. Gary Puckett and the Union Gap is the mm. name of the band. They had a string of hits in the late 60s. They all kind of centered on one concept. Let's see if you can guess what it is from the song titles. Here, here are some of the song titles. Lady Willpower. Uh, this Girl is a Woman Now. Uh, uh. Young Girl. Right, man. So uh, this dude, he didn't even write the songs. Like, he just kept choosing songs with uh, troubling lyrics.
4: Now, before we get into this, can I just ask, do we want to do this? I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. Uh, Out of those
2: songs, there's one that stands out as being truly insane. I mean, they're all insane, but uh, the aforementioned Young Girl from 1968 – I want to just drop into this one and let's discuss because I remember hearing this on oldies radio, like as a kid, frequently. And the more you listen to the lyrics, the more disturbing the song gets. So let's, let's start with that one. And, uh, I'm sure that you both have heard this before and I don't know how it's still on Mm. oldies radio. In fact, when I went to the YouTube comments, thinking that there'd be a bunch of people like us, you know, ripping on it, being like, what is going on? It's just people talking about how much they love the song
4: and how it brings them back, and mm. yeah. Well, that may be my opinion. Come once we listen, who knows? <laughs> you all just like love it. <laughs> it's a
2: well-written song. Lyrics aside, obviously, it's a well-written song. It's a catchy chorus. It has like that weird, like um, game show kind of late sixties arrangement. You know what I'm talking about, Thomas? Where right, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, like that. Like there's a <laughs> weird coins. kind of like, yeah. James Bond theme kind of thing happening. Tom
3: Jones is swinging back. Tom and forth. Jones
2: is a great call because uh, I believe Gary Puckett might have written a song for Tom Jones or like they use similar songwriters. And he's another one where some of his tunes kind of veer into this territory. But that um, was the trend um, back then,
3: too. I mean, you listen to some Van Morrison songs, he's like,
2: She's just 16 oh, yeah. and she's not yet grown. <laughs> That's like a lyric. Right, from, yeah. 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 What, what's that song on Astral Week's? Um, uh, Cypress Avenue. Yeah, that that song. Mm. I wouldn't call it problematic though, because it's 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 a it's a it is a. Uh, it's almost like a Randy Newman thing, where it's like a disturbing character study. Like I don't think he's trying to create sympathy for this person. Right. I think it's just like he's not like attaching any kind of goodness to it. It's yeah. just here here's a vignette yeah. of somebody who's messed up.
4: Now Van Morrison waited till his later years to get problematic. Not not That's back in the sixties <laughs> or seventies. Really sunk his teeth in. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right, well, I'm excited. Let's dig in here.
4: I'm cautiously optimistic.
2: Young Girl by Gary Puckett. I'll also say, uh, while Thomas brings that up, one of the very first concerts I saw as a kid was, it was a, I think it was a triple header. It was uh, the Love and Spoonful, that band we talked about. It was Gary Puckett and the Union Gap and also um, the Turtles. Ah. And it was like the three, three, three oldies bands and they were playing at a jones beach band shell oh so you have true experience in person with gary puckett i have like it was like one of my formative musical experiences yeah it was was seeing gary puckett as as a as a kid i think it was my first concert so you're trying to um, get him
4: to sign a twins hat
2: and he's like i'm not that one (laughs) he's such a good hitter man no no i get that all the time that's kirby
3: (laughs) baseball jokes All right, let's check it out here.
0: Yes, boy! Oh wait with
4: house so with your closest mates. <laughs> your whole birthday today. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Thank you. You're that's welcome. exactly what my birthday is like here. It, what it will be like tomorrow.
4: Now that was Gary Puckett? <laughs> that's Gary Puckett. Yeah, it's weird that he was saying happy birthday to me, but little surprise, happy birthday tribute tomorrow, I guess for the listener yesterday. So that's true. Yeah,
2: yesterday was my birthday.
3: Yesterday plus tomorrow equals today, so it all works out.
2: Wow, that's like a Radiohead song <laughs> title.
3: <laughs> uh, what is this song called? I wasn't listening.
2: This song is called "Young Girl." Yeah, you will not forget that title. I assure you, by the end of listening to this song, by Gary Puckett and the Union Gap.
3: What's this? So this dude, like, he didn't turn out to be like a creepy Ted Nugent type though. Like I haven't heard stories about no, him. No, yeah. no, no,
2: no, no, no. And I don't want to besmirch this man's reputation as an individual. I don't I don't think it's that kind of, this is not like a, no, I, I, I think he <laughs> just picked some wild uh, lyrics for his songs. Some, some unusual covers. Yeah, he didn't write any of these tunes. I don't know if it makes it any better, but you know, he still tours, still playing yeah. shows. And like I said, the song is well-written. It's very catchy. I, you'll have it in your head for sure.
3: Yeah, let's be the judge here. Is this song creepy or just fun?
4: I guess we're going to be the judge. That's right.
0: Young girl Get out of my mind My love for you is way out of line Better run, girl No more to young mean, I know this song. With all the charm
4: The, the album cover doesn't help them that they're all standing in the woods as if they're about to do something sinister.
0: You led me to.
2: Oh, it's getting it gets worse as it goes on. You're just a baby oh. in,
0: disguise. in disguise? I don't know. We know she's young. <laughs> and though you know that it's wrong to be in love with me. He's really like talk about like victim blaming.
3: <laughs> but he didn't do anything. He's just a good guy.
4: He got fooled by that baby in disguise.
2: Yeah, I'll leave it to you fellas. Oh my god.
4: Man, you can't just tee this up and be like, "Just so you know." I'm, I'm not going to say, say anything. anything about you. Just it. got
2: you guys. Just have to talk it out. Here's here's what I'll say. Uh, when I <laughs> listen to the chorus of the song, why is she running? Uh, is he chasing her? Like, and, and and for starters, he's really putting all the responsibility on, <laughs> on her. <laughs> like, this is your fault, uh, and this is his idea of taking the the high road. Like, this is a man who thinks he's <laughs> taking the high road.
4: My his high road is to write a full song about how it's her fault that he can't. This stop is your thinking fault, and now her. you should sprint from me before
2: I change my mind.
3: Wait, he said he's going to change his mind. I missed that part.
2: What I mean, he's yeah, just better he run.
3: I mean, was,
4: what does
2: that indicate?
3: Yeah, yeah. You you got ten seconds left.
4: <laughs> right. I hope he doesn't mean that literally. And he's like run out of my mind, and he's like trying to convince himself. <laughs> I'm torn. With that, I don't That's know. Generous. You're torn. I'm torn. What are you torn
2: I'm about? I'm
3: torn. Look, he the guy didn't write it himself. You know, he's he's on the younger side when he's singing. That's important the song. to note.
2: I mean, he's he's <laughs> at least in his mid twenties. But yes, yeah,
3: it's but here I'm torn because if it was just a one off, you know, it was the time. I'm willing to sort of see past it, but there's too much of a theme here. You pointed it out yourself. It's I'm looking at the YouTube thumbnail here. It's young girl, lady willpower. This girl's a woman now. It's too too
2: much of the same vibe I, it's he found a lane that's he yeah he definitely
3: i don't like this lane i don't like how it turned into a
2: lane found a lane you better run out of this lane yeah. before you get in trouble um i feel like this one sets a high bar we're going to determine where it fits in the ranking uh i want to move to and i'll also say before we move on like that is a great chorus like the melody of that chorus is I mean, Tom, you remembered it. like
4: It's very Tom. You're right. Tom Jones is like, it's like a one-to-one. And I, I don't want to skip over this one point, though, which I understand what you're saying where, like, if this is, like, an up-and-coming artist and some producer, like, they're trying to make this guy happen, and they're like, here, sing these songs. I understand that he's in a delicate situation, but do you think there's a part where... He's like in the studio. He's like, oh, God damn it. Like, please don't make me. Come on. Let's change the lyrics a little bit. Please, please, I beg uh, you. the sheer
2: number of times he chose this topic.
4: Yeah. Makes the fact me... that he kept going yeah.
2: back to the topic is is yeah.
3: what kills it for me. If this was a one-off, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Sure.
2: All right. So we're going to go in a very different direction now.
3: All right. Switching gears.
2: <laughs> a very old woman. <laughs> Extreme, extremely old, old woman. Old woman, get out of my mind. and going to listen to Maggie May. This is uh, that's a great song. This is a song called Johnny Get Angry by Joni Summers from 1962. There is no part of this lyric that is healthy. I would say up top, got to say it, this song was written by two dudes, uh, which I think becomes pretty evident early on (laughs) in the song. Uh, Again, similar to the last song, the arrangement kind of makes things, like it throws you off. You know, like these are very, all of these songs that we're listening to today are, are pretty bouncy like they're bouncy, like effervescent tunes that sort of uh, obscure the the darkness within the lyrics. And I think this song is is similar in that way that there are problems that are evident, but uh,
4: yeah, you be the judge. This song written by two dudes and commented on by, by three, three dudes, dudes.
1: yeah. <laughs> dudes, dudes, dudes.
4: <laughs> this is also a huge
2: hit, this song, by the way.
1: Oh Give man me the
4: Yeah, the music really fools, Is You the a little she... piano part. I feel like they could play this over like the opening of a Halloween movie or something. And then Michael Myers just shows up and beats the hell out of somebody. Lecture. Lecture, yeah. Lecture, yeah. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, the, you know, those famous caveman lectures. <laughs> it's like that Geico, uh, like the Geico caveman. Yeah, they're lecturing about insurance. They're fine. I mean, the music itself is pretty baller, but... This, <laughs> yeah, this I, I really like this song, minus the lyrics.
3: This one's more dated, shall we say. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's, it's more of a 50s song, right? It's 62, but...
2: Right, so... I mean, those lyrics, you know, at the beginning, the first stanza, she's like, Johnny, I said we were through. So you want to see what you would do. You stood there, hung your head. Made me wish I were dead. Okay, so it's like, you don't know what direction is going in. And then the chorus is, Johnny get angry, Johnny get mad. Give me the biggest lecture I ever had. I want a brave man. I want a caveman. Show me that you really care for me. And then the next verse, every time you dance with me, you let Freddy cut in constantly. When he does, you never speak. Must you always be so meek? So it's huh. a relationship where... She's like egging him on to be like really aggro, and like yeah. disappointed that he's not. <laughs> and that that line about the lecture, that's that is just hilarious because it like is that code for like him screaming or like whining? Like I've never heard the word
3: lecture. <laughs> it's in really sixties pop song. It's yeah. old school.
2: And then she's just starting to bait him by bringing another person into the picture and just really like pushing mm. his ego and wanting him to blow up so she knows that he loves her.
4: I, I take lecture in the after the second verse as he, he just whines. It's just like, oh, He's please, just, stop dancing with friends <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. right. Oh, come on. It's a beautiful sentiment. So this one is like, in my mind, one of the more insidiously brutal songs because it, mm. ro- it comes off like a teaspoon of sugar. It tricks, yeah. But it's a super toxic relationship. And the fact that it was written by two guys is like, <laughs> I think, more of a problem. I want to hear them
3: <laughs> sing it. Yeah, I would love to see their brain.
2: <laughs> they did at some point when they were writing it, yeah.
4: Yeah, I'd rather get yeah, to get that person. Yeah, they on the piano and they're like. <laughs> um, yeah, that one didn't feel as bad as the first one, just given how horrific the first one is. But again, I'll save my rankings for the end, but that's my, okay. yeah. where I'm at right now. In this, in this segment of what I'm going to call just landmine, so thank mm. you for that.
2: Uh, okay, all right. There are some honorable mentions that we're not going to, talk about I think is
3: dishonorable mentions dishonorable
2: mentions Uh, songs that I think maybe some of them are too popular some of them I don't even want to talk about Uh, so Run For Your Life by The Beatles Um, yeah classic tell someone he'd rather see them dead than be with another man that's a problem
4: um and he also, I mean, we don't have to get into his whole personal life, but he also has some pretty bad allegations out there against uh yep. you know, some domestic abuse yep. issues and whatnot. I think
3: that's pretty well known at this point.
4: I didn't I didn't yeah. bring Yeah, we're not breaking that here. <laughs> not breaking
2: news. I didn't bring those songs in because like that one in particular doesn't have that dichotomy of like it's not meant to be an effervescent song. Like there's nothing about it that's mm. like, oh here's a jaunty pop song. It's supposed to be like kind of nasty. There's a song called Silhouettes. By the Herman's Hermits, that I was considering. Uh, It's about a guy walking past uh, a girl's house and like spying on her and her new boyfriend and like is just like there in the bushes. (laughs) It's very bizarre. Uh, And then there's the song He Hit Me and It Felt Like a Kiss, which I don't even want to talk about. That's a Phil Spector tune, uh, The Crystals. Oh, but
3: he's such a good guy. Right. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, a spotless
2: spotless record of Phil Spector. Uh, I don't even want to cover that song. But uh, it's it's like not even fair. It's like so easily the most disturbing song we can talk about. Uh, the next song I want to talk about is a little bit more playful, but still troubling nonetheless. And it's a band I love, so I hate to do it, but uh, Love and Spoonful a song called mm. "Did You Ever
4: Have to Make Up Your Mind?" So in the in the concert you saw, you saw both Gary Puckett and the Loving Spoonful. I, <laughs> I saw t- two wow. of the, two out of the three acts have registered on this list today did you try and find a problematic turtle song also to just really wedge it in there i did but I, there was there was none that was uh uh mm. coming to mind
2: i don't yeah so no reason to put them on blast <laughs> but yeah check out check out this one this one is a, is a little bit less uh of a difficult go than the other
1: ones did you ever have- It's not often easy and not often kind Did you ever have to make up your mind? Did you ever have to finally decide And say yes to one and let the other one ride? There's so many changes Tears you must hide. Did you ever have to finally decide? Sometimes there's one with big blue eyes, cute as a bunny, with hair down to here and plenty of money. And just when you think she's that one in the world, your heart gets stolen by some mousey little girl, and then you know you better make up your mind. Up on one and leave the other behind. It's not often easy and not often kind. Did you ever have to make up your mind?
2: This song, I'll say, is probably the best song. It's not of good. It's not to It's just like. It's a good song. Uh, this is the part I feel like is maybe a real issue.
1: Sometimes you really.
3: It's dumb more than anything else.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Just silly, just silly. Not a problem.
3: I mean, for the time, I uh, I don't know. I I I don't think that wouldn't. If I had heard that just out in the wild, I don't think that would have stuck out to me.
4: Okay, it's just yeah, dumb. I, I feel. Yeah, I I don't think it. I mean, of the three, it's the, easily the the least problematic of them by f- not even close to the point where Thomas. I agree with you. If I just kind of heard this. And I was just kind of doing my thing. I maybe wouldn't even question it. Like, oh, that's kind of funny. But yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel. It's just dated. Yeah, it's dated and it feels nowhere near as icky as the first and, you know, much less so than the second.
2: Great. Okay. I'm happy to exonerate that song. I did think the concept of this guy dating the two sisters and the dad's like, hey, you have to make up your mind now is this very strange. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's just dumb <laughs> 60s pop speak. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, they're not writing that situation. If that was like a TV sitcom situation, I'd be like, I don't care for this. But, right. you know, it's a breezy, quick pop song. You're in, you're out.
4: Okay. If anything, the most problematic person in that story is the father. He's like, hey, just choose that's one. Right. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> just a weird,
2: that's a weird. That's dynamic. a weird moment.
4: Uh, okay. So
2: our last entry, he's coming back. He's coming back. Gary Puckett. 1968, right. the song is called Lady, Lady <laughs> Willpower. Uh, we got to come back to him. Aww. This man chose the most problematic songs he could find. turned them into solid gold hits. This song is, I think, more annoying lyrically than Young Girl, but I think it's right there when it comes to being like a problem. Uh, but you listen, you be the judge. I don't want to impose here.
4: I can't wait in like 10 years when there's a Netflix-style documentary taking down Gary Puckett and they're just sampling audio from this episode. <laughs>
2: I again, I do not want to besmirch this man's good name. I mean, it's just there are a lot of songs he's got that are yeah. very much in this world.
3: Are they dressing like union soldiers? Is that the whole theme now that I'm thinking of it? Uh, yeah. I
2: thought it was like a union, like a labor union, but uh, yeah. uh, no, I, I don't th- know how I labor think, union
3: dresses. So Yeah, they're trying to do like a civil war Re- oh yeah, revival. or are
4: they trying to do like a sergeant, like their version of Sergeant Peppers, but they're <laughs> but all they the just, same.
3: <laughs> more sergeant, less peppers.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's all sergeant. <laughs>
0: To see me, but you're afraid of what I might have on my mind. Oh man, one thing you can be sure of: I'll take good care of your love.
2: got a killer chorus great arrangement got a little key change
4: there yeah the, I mean the arrangement's did good no one ever
1: tell you
4: did we get through
2: the, the worst of it I don't think so I think this was...
0: <laughs> well there's so much you have to learn and I would gladly right
2: so you get the idea yeah. so um dude is dude's pushy uh also it's now or never like what the hell is that supposed to mean like oh what he, he's it, the kind it, of person who's gonna leave her alone like it does not sound like that is what's happening in the song
4: and this is the second song now. The last one referenced, Runaway from Me," and this one's like "You're gonna be afraid of me." Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. like you're. So he's like, he's in the context of these two songs, like he's evil enough to know that he's fucked up. And, I mean, the, but he's still go. He's still the singing. This song is
2: called "Lady Willpower."
4: Like, come on, yeah. man.
2: Yeah, Th- uh, Thomas, what do you think about this one? Uh, it's tacky.
3: I don't think it really, again, if I'm being honest, unlike the first two, I think if I just heard this out in the wild, it wouldn't have really phased me too, too much, but okay, also Who Am I? But uh, yeah, just more kind of dumb and, and tacky more than anything else, maybe that one.
2: So how would you rank these songs? I guess we're looking at top three out of those
4: in order of distastefulness or however you want to judge it. I mean, I think Young Girl has to be one for most distasteful. What was though. the
3: second song we heard?
4: Johnny Get Angry.
3: <laughs> Johnny Get Angry, I don't know, that that could go a certain direction that could get ugly. So maybe that might be my number one and then Young Girl.
4: Interesting. Yeah, I would, pr- I would probably put Johnny at two and then I would probably put this last Gary Puckett tune at three and totally exempt The Loving Spoonful. Yeah, me. that
3: one was just wow. brainless. All right, we're going to exonerate that.
4: fun. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Matt? How would you rank these? I think it's
2: like Young Girl and then Second Place is like miles past that. Like to me, that, <laughs> that song is like a shining example of like not a great message. Uh, I put two to Johnny Get Angry. Yeah, for sure. That one. Everything else, you know, Lady Willpower, I I do feel is like a tepid version of the vibe of Young Girl. But yeah, that I p- picked a bunch of songs that were <laughs> in that wheelhouse. Uh, but I'm glad I got your perspective on this today. I will say I've had the chorus of young girl in my head since we did this and it's very annoying. It's just like with mm. the Lady Willpower song like it's, he, he you know he he sings it really well. They wrote the chorus really well. The changes are great. Um I wish the lyrics were different.
4: Yeah. Well, if you want to cover it <laughs> and change it up a little bit. Exactly. I could. Yeah, I could reclaim it. Salvage a good tune. Uh, yeah. The appropriately aged girl could be your next single. <laughs> properly aged girl get out of my mind stay in my mind <laughs> <laughs> you're having a Good really time. fine time
3: uh Thin Lear, did you play these songs for the family
2: no <laughs> no no i would love to show emily <laughs> these songs i i feel like she'll have an opinion get on them out
3: them. there yeah yeah i you know what i because i'm not that interested in my own opinion today believe it or not i'd love to hear from the folks at home Okay. I would love to get some some other thoughts out there from what uh what other people's reactions have been to these uh, dumbass sixties pop tanks <laughs> today.
2: <laughs> there are people though. I mean go on those those
4: YouTube videos. There are people that like Yeah,
3: if you grew up with it, sure. Yeah. Sure, It's mostly yeah. that.
4: Yeah, but is that gonna be us then? Or actually I won't speak for the two of you, but like when I'm seven, you're like, oh, you, pump, like, pumped no, up you kicks. can't listen to the lyrics. Yeah, you, no, don't mind limp biscuit. Oh, their lyrics didn't mean anything. A, yeah,
3: that will be you. That's that's Bre- a circle of life. stuff.
4: It's a
2: general general stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blurred
3: lines, it's just he has bad eyesight. Blurred lines, now that's a problematic fucking situation. Yeah, one. So that, <laughs> yeah one, tough. that you can get me behind no problem.
2: Tom, we used to make fun of that song when it came out. We were like, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah, we knew it was a problem when it came out.
3: I mean, it's a problem just from the way it rips off Marvin Gaye from sure. the get-go. That's right, stupid.
4: Wait, no, I, ver- I have a very, very vivid memory. Matt, we were in your old apartment in Queens, and you're like, oh, I got to show you, I'm going to play the you this song. It's going to be huge. And it, it, it must have just come out. And then you play Robin Thicke, Flair Lines, and you're like, mark my words, this will be the biggest song of the year within a month. And like three weeks later, I was just like, "I'm like, oh God, he please uh, You totally called I it.
2: I forgot about that.
4: <sighs> yeah, I'm not always wrong, Thomas. All right, so let's move on from this stretch. <laughs> no, I, I agree with Thomas's main assessment of like, look at the music. Even the Beatles were writing songs similar in yeah. vain, and
3: she was just 17, if you know what I mean. I mean, right? right, yeah, it's right, like right one there. of the most famous
4: lyrics. Yeah, I'm not exonerating any of these things, but I do think it is a bit of the time. And now we can look back and say, "Shame on them!" Hey, shame on blurred lines. they knew so little in 2012. Hashtags, shame on blurred lines. Oh, God. Let's get it going.
3: <laughs> get the conversation started.
4: Anyways, uh, I'm just trying I'm just, to we're start. We're just a trying to start a conversation
2: That's all we try to do. That's it. Speaking of starting conversations, uh, Thomas, what have you been? listening to you this week
3: Listen, my opinion.
2: you're not in your full get-up i think i, I started us uh, prematurely no i
3: uh, i'm in enough of it for today i got the the piano keyboard tag i got my dress shirt casual yeah okay got the ac off uh so what have i been listening to well naturally today i would like to start off my segment with a quote from gandhi Okay. Uh, in that I would like to say you should be the change you wish to see in the world
2: are you going to play Steely Dan again because I don't want to hear- no
3: no Steely Dan <laughs> no Steely Dan not this time uh, shout out to that like newly released version of the second arrangement. They like discovered the lost Roger Nichols cassette and like remastered everything with AI. It's it's like a fresh new lost tune from Gaucho. It's a fucking banger. Anyway, Man,
2: I have, uh, none of that made sense to me. But continue. Uh, <laughs> none I of those words, words. Am I hearing a
4: different <laughs> together in that sense. So, but.
3: <laughs> uh, moving on. I want to be the change I wish to see in the world. There's a kind of music that I want to talk about that I love that I have never heard anybody else. Talk about it in this way, identify it, kind of pick it apart. Um, it doesn't appear to be to anybody a recognizable genre. And we'll see if I make sense trying to explain it to you both today. But, um, you know, everybody likes to talk about the funk. Everybody likes funky music. They talk about the funk. You got James Brown, George Clinton talks about it, old Greg. Everybody's on the funk. But people aren't talking about the chunk and chunky music and both of you are not sure what i mean by that but hopefully you will be that that's the first point of uh, today i have to see if i can even get this to be coherent but
2: like peanut butter i love a go- about <laughs> yeah
3: you can make the comparison naturally yeah you got your smoother and then you got your chunkier kind of music so what is chunky music
2: so well, it's it's funk music. with peanuts in it
3: hold your horses uh, so chunky music. It's not whatever Bruno Mars was singing about, although that's uh, that's a fine song in and of itself. But it's I, peanut butter. <laughs> I'm shutting the zoom off right now.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, chunky music. So what is? I, I feel like the one of the granddaddies of chunky music is a song like uh, "The Weight" by the Band. Okay. It's a song. It's got. At least bass and drums, you know, and then probably piano and guitar. It's lumbering, it's heavy, but also limber. It's behind the groove, but like it's it's everywhere all at once. The it's the bass is like a giant rummaging around your basement. The guitar is is laying down some straight facts. It's a great funky sound that I would tie definitely to mostly just like the early seventies although the chunk kind of comes up here and there in later reincarnations.
4: Question. What's that? Question about this. Yeah. Are you fucking
2: with us right <laughs> no, now?
3: No, <laughs> I'm talking about the chunk. Yeah, all right, if you're going to question me this much, we're going to go into my first chunk choice.
2: Wait, I'm still... So, I am, I'm really You need trying. to hear I'm, it. I think I'm, you guys
3: just need to hear it to believe it.
2: Are we talking about, like... It's not lo-fi, what you're talking about. Because, you know, the band isn't lo-fi, it, it, but it's like ramshackle, homespun funk. Is that what you're mm, trying it to... It doesn't
3: have to be homespun, and it's not... It's different than funk. It's funky, but it's uh, another classic example. Well, I'll j- let's just get into the first tune, and maybe you'll start to it. understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Chunky, it's it's chunky. It's It's got little chunks in there. Uh, the first song I want to show that I would say is chunky is by a very chunky artist... Uh, or at least their their early stuff was I'm talking about Elton John uh, his rhythm section the original guys D. Murray on bass Nigel Olson on drums a big part of the reason that I like Elton John's music as much as I do these guys were chunky Elton John's piano is freaking chunky and he's got so many chunky songs like <laughs> Benny and the Jets this is a super chunkster hit uh, but I want to play Amarina and see if I can start to make you both understand what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs>
4: I'm losing my mind. (laughs) It's chunky music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
2: That's good. So,
3: I'm going to play four songs for you today, and it's going to get chunkier and chunkier. And I want to see if, A, you understand what I'm talking about. And, B, I want to see if you agree with my assessment of chunky rhythm and that this is Going from smoother to chunkier. Okay. That's what I would like to accomplish. Oh, I have
2: no idea what we're talking about. All right.
0: Here we go. I'm losing my mind.
2: <laughs> Do you both know this song? Yes, this is in the opening of Dog Day Afternoon. Absolutely. Ch- Hell yeah, the chunky is. movie, Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs>
3: What is that rhythm? How would you describe this?
2: Uh, well, yeah, like lumbering, lumbering rhythm.
3: It's limber, too.
0: Lately, I've been thinking How much I miss my lady Now marinas in a coffee. Riding in the debris
3: Waiting your way through like the stew you
0: now. Run through the quails for hours. Roll on to the cave. Whoa. Like a puppet child.
3: This is my favorite part here.
0: Laughing, oh, fit to burst upon each other. So,
2: alright, so uh, you just got a, a quick sample <clears throat> of the chunk. Alright, so I vaguely understand what you're talking about. So it's like a lumbering, kind of funky 70s ramshackle thing
3: uh those are all fair descriptors like mid
2: to slow tempo yeah uh that album is great by the way tempo we connection is like really really good record
3: lyrics get a little questionable at points but i I love the 70s artist
2: western album
3: (laughs) (laughs) why is he singing about being a confederate soldier that part escapes me but uh tom what did you think of of this tune and, and it's great. I mean
4: I love that song so it was very nice to hear it I I think I'm still I'm having trouble grasping Chunky but I'm I'm buying into it and I'm here for yeah. the rest of your thesis so we can hear the next song but I do love that song and Matt did you say I thought did you mention that it's connection to dog day yeah afternoon? it's the opening yeah sequ- the op- it's, it's the amazing sequence
3: yeah great yeah. Choice. The dog eating trash and
2: oh that's one of my favorite films
3: yeah so good
2: I'm trying to keep them cool out here. I keep these people cool in here. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Uh, I'll never get tired of him going,
2: sal. <laughs> That's just great acting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that record. I love that sound. I'm getting closer to what you're talking about. It feels like today's argument, Will you just, it's just going to be you proving that this sound exists. So It exists.
3: And I don't know why it has to be tied to the seventies. I, I want to hear more chunk in other eras. Of, of music. I want to hear it more in today's music. I, I miss it. And I, I don't know why more bands don't adopt this rhythmic style.
4: Can you think of someone offhand that's currently recording that you would categorize as, as chunky? chunky or chunky adjacent? I can try to give you some examples and you can Please rate it. Please
3: try. Try to give me some chunky examples before we go of on to this soon. This
2: brand of like, because it's almost like a, a folk, folky element to, to it. Both of those songs you said have a lot of acoustics in them. And I think it adds to the sort of ramshackleness of the sound. And it also weights the song down the more acoustic you put on it. I would look at like a band like Big Thief and think maybe you could find a song that maybe does mm. something like this. Or, uh, you know, a guy like uh, Raylan Baxter, you know, somebody from like sort of the new Americana realm who's yeah, more of a throwback. Maybe
3: like Fox Warren gets close. Oh, sure. Sometimes yeah. maybe. Yeah. But it's it's like you're carrying a heavy load on your shoulders, but you can still
4: I, chill out and play some cards. I'm, kind of. Vibe. I'm picturing just wooden floorboards. Yeah, yeah, right. Like if we're painting a picture of a room for chunky music, like the floors have to be old wooden, rickety. You got boards. it. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm I'm getting in on it a little bit. All right. Well, uh, I mentioned the band before. They
3: were definite. They're maybe the prime chunk example. The night they drove old Dixie down, Frickin' it makes no difference. Beautiful tune. Mm. Uh, But for my next example, I thought I'd play uh, some of their work from Planet Waves, the Mm. Bob Dylan album, which is so much worse than Time Out of (laughs) Mind and Love and Theft.
2: I mean, Uh, I'm not gonna say that, but I I it might actually. Everybody else
3: on the internet will.
2: I might like um, Time Out of Mind better a little bit, but uh,
3: I want to play something. There is about you. I feel like this is another great, soulful example of the chunk. And Tom, maybe you don't know this one. This is just kind of a more obscure pick here.
4: Yeah, it's not ringing any bells, but excited to hear it. Tom's not a huge Planet Waves guy. I remember... I actually ha- I have the album. I've just never
2: listened to it. <laughs> Tom, you remember we used, we, there was a summer that we were like really into uh, the Bootleg Series record. Yes. Um, the one that, from, uh, that has New Morning... Ooh. And uh, uh, Self-Portrait yeah. and, like, the songs on there. I remember us being like, what the hell? Like, why did he not put any of these songs on those records?
4: I remember preferring a lot of that to the bootleg series to what ended up on the album. It's albums. inexplicable.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: Self-Portrait's fucked up. All right, let's, uh, let's play some of Something There is About You, continuing on in this chunk exhibition. We're going through the chunk gallery. <laughs> So this is a little chunkier than the last one.
1: Something that is about you that strikes a match in a day. Is it the way your body boots? Or is it the way you have those three? Or is it because you're to be
3: you see seeing those wood floors?
2: a great right
1: song.
0: over that face is
2: always
3: weaving and ducking around. It's limber.
1: Oh, that's shaking the wonder And the phantoms of my youth Danny Lopez, cold eyes, nights, it's always a good Dylan song oh. where he just
2: starts talking about guys he hangs out with. Who yeah. have nicknames?
0: <laughs>
1: that's that's
0: <laughs> always fun.
2: Bruce Springsteen does it a lot too. Like it's like three or four dudes per song. On the first hey, record, like.
1: Yeah. Little Wolfman
2: Jack and me and on the, hanging Sandy out with the, was by the board yeah. yeah he's always hanging out with <laughs> dudes with nicknames. Uh, I see what you're saying, yeah, I mean in a, do you I, somewhat I, I, it seems like um. You know, I think introducing us to this concept through the lens of funk was maybe not the way to go because you you now you're distancing yourself from the funk thing, and I see why. It's funky. It's funky elements. If you want to it, throw
3: that on as a descriptor, I'll accept it.
2: Right. It's more that it's sort of this 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 uh, lumbering groove that has like a folksy element to it, and is ramshackle and loosely held together and Levon helm is like you know he, he's he's your guy if you're looking for this Levon Levon helm
3: is his prime chunk yeah, yeah. him and nigel olsen might be tied
4: yeah i feel like i can digest the idea of chunky more if i if i hear it as like oh it's folk music if they try to make funk or something like something because yeah mm. interesting when you introduce it i'm thinking james brown i'm like okay like what are, yeah, where are we kinda, going? And, and then yeah yeah I, I
3: led you astray for a second there
4: Which maybe then led to me losing my shit for about 40 seconds. (laughs) Losing my mind. Uh,
3: Another great chunk example would be a lot of Pink Floyd songs, uh, particularly a song like Pigs. Um, Mm -hmm. Or like there's a part of Echoes. I think it's like around minute 10. It's like a section for a while. It's like boom, boom, boom. That's super chunky. Mm. Uh, But yeah, Elton John would be another prime example. Sometimes James Taylor. But so yeah, maybe you're starting to 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 see what I'm saying here. I think Um, so. I do want to get I do want to get through a couple more. We'll go Bing, bang, boom. Here we are going to go east for this next number. I hate to say it, or maybe I love to say it. Uh, I'm going to play a Japanese song. You just
4: say this for every time Tom's in the podcast.
3: (laughs) Yeah, sure that that's what it is.
4: Yeah, I think we've gone to Japan several times. Every time, Tom. Every time.
3: So this was uh, a band called Hachimitsu Pai, which just means honey pie. Uh, the main guy from it, Suzuki Keichi went on to do like a bajillion things and ha- still has like a really strong career going on, like 50 years now, like one of my, you know, all time favorite artists. He did the soundtrack for uh, Earthbound, a weird ass video game. Um, he's had several different projects, the band Moonriders, he's, he's one of my guys, but this is a project where obviously these people were just trying to emulate the band, but they almost out chunked the band I dare say mm. On oh, a chunky showdown <laughs> Chunky showdown Yeah see if this gives you The, the leave on helm vibe here
2: Okay
3: um, The title of this song Would translate I think To Across the Riverbank That's a very The band sounding Song title Sure is This is Dote no Mukoni <laughs> so We're getting in the real Big chunks here. I like this already. What year is this? 73. This reminding you of anything, Longo?
0: Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, like Forever Young and
4: knock, Knocking on Heaven's Door. For sure. Yeah, I know. I love it. It's great. It's really good, but I don't know if I'm connecting it to Chunky, as as how we discussed. I think it's like
2: it's in his mind. It's like tempo based.
4: It's like the slow tempo
2: is mm. a bass that's sticking out over the top. It's a uh, heavy lumbering backbeat. Yeah, it's a vibe.
3: It is a vibe more
2: than a arrangement than a category. Yeah.
3: Chunky is a vibe. Is "chunky" the right word for it, or do it's a state
2: f- of mind? I have no idea. Lumbering, but that sounds negative.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, we could. You could be the one to declare chunkiness mm. right now, and you oh, name I will. the vibe. I think he's done it. Oh, he's I tried will. to do
2: it for the past like tried to do twenty it. minutes.
4: Yeah, sorry. Should we re-record all this and just be 100% in oh, on chuggy, it? Oh, chunky. Yeah. Time? We should. Chuggy, yeah. Chuggy, chuggy, R- chuggy. We
3: really should.
4: I really liked that song, song yeah. and I actually want to I want to listen after we finish recording. Yeah.
3: Hachimitsepai, that that whole album is on Spotify at least and YouTube. It's good stuff. Well, of course, for this last tune, uh, we got to listen to the Chunkmaster General. <laughs> Hosono-san is playing bass on this one, Matt. I hate to tell you. Okay. This next tune coming up here.
2: He wasn't playing bass um, on the last
3: one, too? He probably was. I didn't look up the members <laughs> of Hachimutsu but...
2: They just, like, strapped him up in the studio and just kept putting different pieces of sheet music in front of him?
3: <laughs> Pretty much. Make it chunky. Make it chunky. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's so chunky. Hosono House has a lot of chunky tunes.
2: Yeah, that song had, had, had some some elements of Hosono House on it, that one. For
3: sure. Yeah, definitely s- similar era. Probably... was. F- Yeah, recorded with a lot of the same personnel. Uh, This last final tune, I think this one is like approaching dangerous levels of Chunky. Like, I don't... This is almost overdoing it. And I, for my money, I can't think of a chunkier song out there, but I am very much open to suggestions. This is a song... The artist is actually Kosaka Chu, who we listened to before Matt. Uh, You weren't very impressed with him. We played his song, Flying Saucer. He's covering a song... Uh, that was originally performed by Happy End Hosono's group ha- Haromi Hosono for those of you not in the know So it's a Happy End song Hosono's on bass Kosakachu singing uh, I would translate the title to maybe Moon in the Freezing Rain But who cares we're, we're only in it for the chunk mm. I want to I see if you both agree <laughs> You may or may not like the tune But see if you think this is the, the chunkiest offering today It's called Hisamezuki no sketch <laughs> this is peanut butter this one would be hard to spread around. we still in the chunk zone
2: yeah i think so according to your definition
3: well i'm trying to make it a thing are are you Um, feeling the vibes or i understand
2: the type of song that you're conveying yes are you in the chunk zone though i don't know if it's its own
4: genre but
0: tom where are you on this
4: i I am starting to get more of what you mean but yeah I think I would have a hard time just, like, cherry-picking songs from different artists and go, no, oh, that's Chunk, that's not, this is Chunk, Chunk, not Chunk. Yet. I'll do it for you, don't worry. Thank you, yeah. Because there's,
2: like, a thing I'm having trouble if you put on like Al Green or whatever, like you're gonna get that uh, I don't know if he's chunky. But soul, you're gonna get that backbeat, and you're gonna get tempos that yeah. are like mid-tempo, like that, and just like have, have the orchestration, but there's a folksy element that's not attached to it. That's why I feel like it's it's like when folk goes funk. It threads a certain I feel Neil. like that's the that's the genre connection that you keep looking at.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I guess that would describe the other art. Yeah, Neil Young could certainly fit that uh yeah so what what have i done today was this a success a failure what have
2: i done today wait a second what did we learn today what have i done today uh yeah i, I had a good time listening to it so I, I don't know what it was but i think it was enjoyable nonetheless
4: yeah i liked all the songs you played i just i i don't know if i am uh as knowledgeable on music to be able to pinpoint chunky v not chunky but i sure as hell will <laughs> be looking forward in the famous <laughs>
3: <laughs> Chunky V, non-chunky debate. Uh,
2: so what did we learn today?
3: Yeah, uh, I learned that 60s pop is going to 60s pop. Um, mm-hmm. But that freaking that Joanne Summers tune got under my skin a little bit.
2: Johnny get angry, Johnny get mad. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, main thing I learned today, um, Gary Puckett, not a baseball player. No, he's
2: not. Gary Puckett is not, in fact, Kirby Puckett. And I think that's the one takeaway that we can all... Put in the bank today
4: <laughs> what did you learn
2: matt i learned nothing uh you learned about chunk i, yeah, I guess i learned about uh, thomas's level of perseverance <laughs> to get through us <laughs> cackling at the beginning of that segment oh man i don't know i don't know if i would have been able to c- recover but he did he got back on his footing he, well, he stayed because it makes sense he, he stuck with it he kept going and he got close to what he was trying to convey so I, I think it was, he did a very admirable job today. Agreed.
3: Well, then, Lear, my, well to both of you, really, Tom included, but both of you, if you can think of a chunky song to bring back to me next time, I want to hear it because it's one of my favorite genres and okay. nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. I think
2: about. there's more chunky music being made right now than I, you I might think. I want to hear it. Like it's out there. Yeah.
3: I'm ready for it. Uh, Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss a future episode. Uh, You can follow Losing My Opinion on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, all at Losing My Opinion. Are we
2: on Threads? Do we we start a Threads account yet?
3: I'm on X, bro. (laughs) Are
2: we on X? Do we have an X account? I'm on X.
3: And uh, Chunk, I'm all about it. It's the next hot thing, and I could (laughs) be wrong now.
2: i don't think so like dr john um and i'll say (laughs) i really uh, i very much enjoy myself want to thank tom for joining us again yeah thank you it was had a blast
4: it was great thanks for coming back always
2: wonderful third and uh i'll say uh what did i say so long suckers that's it right and have a good night or day and we'll see you next week
3: i think that ending was a little chunky